0: Welcome to the Enchanted Ears podcast, the soundtrack edition. <laughs> Where
1: well, we discuss anything and everything Disney.
0: I'm Angela.
1: And I'm Joe. Are we doing an all singing episode?
0: No, I'm actually going to try this episode not to chase our listeners away with my singing.
1: Okay, well, insert awesome segue here and uh, into <laughs> Disney news. So, <laughs> so this week, a uh, couple pieces of Disney news. One thing is... The signups have opened up for the Star Wars half marathon, the uh-huh. Star Wars rival run half marathon in Walt Disney World next April. Yes. So I wanted to tell you, I wanted to bring this up to you one for the listeners in case anybody's interested. So it's the first weekend in April. There's a 5K, a 10K, and a half marathon in Walt Disney World. Do
0: they do a marathon too as part of they this? They don't do
1: a marathon as part of this one. So, and it's a little bit different. In, in previous years, Disney World was always the dark side. Disneyland was always the light side. Disneyland's not doing one this year because of all the construction for Star Wars Land and everything. So they're kind of combining it, and now it's called the rival run. So you have the, the light and the dark side.
0: East Coast, West Coast in, battle.
1: in one. In, in, no, but in one, in one race. So it's all at Walt Disney World this year. And so you can do any of those races, all of those races, if you do the... 10K and half marathon, you also get a rival run medal. But I brought this up because in our past life, (laughs) we used to run half marathons and we we were a lot more active running. But I do remember you retiring after I had beaten you finally. Uh, So you always used to beat me. I beat you
0: in a half marathon. Again, I still hold house record
1: doesn't matter I beat you and then it was very c- suspicious yeah. how you retired after that how you kind of were like I'm not doing this anymore uh,
0: you, you know what the passion hung, was
1: gone you hung up the shoelaces uh, after your crushing defeat <laughs> so- and so I, I just want you know I want to throw it out there you know I don't think you can beat me anymore and I think you're scared and that's why you're not doing these races
0: um yeah but remember what my caveat was when I would come out of retirement when is that? Well, when we do a Disney race. Okay,
1: so so you'll come out for this because you think you can beat me. You have the power of the light side on on your side. I have the power of the dark side, which <laughs> we all know is better. All right, so I so I uh, I I can entice you here. You think you think you can do it? You can beat me.
0: Um, sure. All right.
1: Well, we'll have to we'll have to check schedules here. You know
0: what? I think that Chippendale Chippendale and like I feel like we're on the same wavelength. Whenever anytime I meet them, and they always kind of you know, mess with you. So I think that I could collaborate with Chippendale and, and get them to hold you back so that I could beat you.
1: That, see cheating. That's going to be the only way you can beat me. Oh. I think that's it. Nancy Kerrigan. You're are, you're already hedging <laughs> your bets here. So, but what we'll, we'll have to see. I, uh,
0: wait, maybe we'll, you're the light side and I'm the dark side. I,
1: it might be. I don't know. I might have to Surprise. revisit my life, but we'll have to check our schedules, but maybe this is something, uh, we try to do because I don't think you can beat me anymore. I think you're scared.
0: Hmm. Bring it on. We'll
1: see. We'll see. All right. So the other piece of Disney News deals with the void. Oh,
0: nice. We've done that. Right. We even so, did an episode. Yeah, right? I was gonna
1: say, yeah, so episode 14, I believe. So if you go back and listen to that, when we were out in Disneyland, we did Star Wars Secrets of the Empire, which which is the void, it's a virtual reality experience at Downtown Disney in California, or Disney Springs in Disney World. I also think they have a Ghostbusters one in, in New York, and I think there is... There was another one somewhere. I yeah, I think there's one there was one in Vegas for a, a short time. I'm not sure if it's still there or not. But so they announced that with the upcoming Wreck-It-Ralph movie, they're going to be doing a Ralph Breaks VR uh, experience.
0: Wait a minute. Hang on one second. Didn't I predict this...
1: I don't know. I don't think so. You, I don't think you predicted it.
0: D- didn't I say? You know, this was a great experience, but I would really enjoy if they did it on, with an animated film.
1: Okay, you think at the episode? All right, hold on. Yeah, can right, we roll l- the tapes l- on this? Let's play the tape.
0: Would get into it more if it was more of an integration into like an animated, like a Disney animated film. For example, if we got into a Wreck It Ralph. There Somehow. it is. And that we were virtually put into Wreck It Ralph. There it is. Vanellope and all of the cool things there. I think that would be a super cool application for this technology. So that's
1: a. All um, right. So you, uh... you 100% call So either Disney is listening. Yes. Or you saw the future.
0: You know what? Hashtag Angel-er. Uh, Angela yeah. Stradamus doesn't really work, but fortune teller Angela.
1: i i don't know i gotta say that's
0: that's pretty crazy
1: no i was way. pretty spot on that is that is insane though that you basic you you specifically called that this would be great angela is now dancing she's doing her happy dance because she called this a couple months ago whenever we were doing this episode but that i mean that's incredible you specifically said what would be great is if they did wreck it ralph
0: exactly I mean, that's, you know, that's I'm, I'm not saying I'm a genius, but I'm a genius.
1: So, all right. So so since you called this, you, you were right. It, it it would be a great experience. Disney agrees. So they're going to be introducing this fall. I would have to imagine Wreck-It Ralph comes out around the end of November. I don't know the exact date specifically. So I'd have to imagine sometime probably October that, that this um, opens up, maybe November. But it's going to be an experience with, with Wreck-It Ralph in there. Now, it sounds like, because when I first read this, I was kind of wondering, does this mean Star Wars is gone now? Mm-hmm. Is it all Wreck-It Ralph? But it sounds like it's going to be shared. So you'll still be able to do the Star Wars experience, but then you'll also be able to do the Wreck-It Ralph experience. Yes, please. And and kind of, <laughs> and kind of like what we talked about in the episode was, you know, it's an open space. You're wearing a VR headset, so it's easy to change You know, they could basically keep the same setup and have Wreck-It Ralph. Uh, A a little bit different, I would imagine. Yeah.
0: So, I'm not sure... I mean, they could probably 3D print some sort of nice props like they had in the Void one for for the Star Wars. But, yeah, I think that they could... This would be good. But
1: it sounds like they're going to coexist together. I'm not sure how long the Wreck-It Ralph experience is going to be there. Like, I don't know if they're expanding and they're going to have you know, additional space where they kind of rotate out because in this, in, so Disney released that the Wreck-It Ralph experience was coming, but then the void tweeted about it as well. And in their tweet, they happened to mention the last line of the tweet said, and we're working with Marvel on an experience in 2019. So, (laughs) so it sounds like now they are just going to be rolling this out. And, you kind of had to. So they're just gonna kind
0: of swap them out. Well, that's as I, they come out. I
1: don't know. Are they gonna? I mean, that's the question. Is Wreck-It Ralph gonna be around for a few months, and then you know what Marvel properties are gonna be? Is it gonna be? You have Captain Marvel coming out next year, the next Avengers movie, and then another Spider-Man movie. So it could be any one of those three. It could be something from a previous movie that that you're gonna tie in. But yeah, I don't know if this means Wreck-It Ralph is around until early spring, and then it switches to Marvel. Or, you know what, and if every time a new Disney movie comes out, they're going to switch it, because you, you have to figure that's what they're going to do to keep it fresh, that they'll probably get a new Star Wars one once the new Star Wars movie comes out, and they'll kind of rotate it.
0: So, you know what I'm thinking? What's that? Since I predicted this, and I called how much I would really enjoy doing this, I think that it just means we have to go to Disney World to experience to it. To
1: experience, make sure we get there before, right. before it's gone.
0: Absolutely. We'll
1: have to see about that. But what, one last thing, and and this is kind of just going back to it, if, if they're going to rotate it out, the other thing I could see them doing is kind of like a movie theater. So, mm-hmm. you know, a movie theater has 20 screens, and at certain times throughout the day, they play different movies. So oh. I could see that too, is, you know, they have a generic setup, and, you know, from... 9 to 11, it's Wreck-It Ralph. If you want to do the Marvel one, you have to come at this hour of the day. Mm -hmm. And they could do it that way, that they could have three or four different experiences. Maybe they always have Star Wars. That's kind of like the main anchor one. But then they have two or three other experiences based on recent movies or properties that kind of rotate either throughout the day or throughout the week. So that way, if you're there, so if you're in Disney World for five days... You're going to want to go back two or three times for that repeatability because you want to play every experience they have.
0: Do you think that the animated ones will be as popular? Because, I mean, whenever we went and did the Star Wars one, it was primarily adults. So I'm wondering if there will be, it'll be heavier on the kids and if that will chase the adults away or. No,
1: I'm I'm curious. I think there's a, for Star Wars, there's an age limit. I think you have to be at least 10 years old. Mm -hmm. So it is just because you're walking around in a headset. No, I think everything will be popular just for the novelty of it. And I think that's yeah. kind of what they're trying to... Um, Test? What No, what they're trying to overcome is because everybody kind of went to it at first because it is such a novelty and it's interesting. But how many times are you really going to keep going back to do Star Wars? Yeah, Like I said, if you're there for a week on a vacation, you're going to do it once and be done. But if they have Star Wars and Wreck-It Ralph and Marvel... You're gonna go three times. Yeah, you're, you're gonna, gonna do one, yeah. and then, so now you're gonna go
0: and say, "Oh, this is really cool. Now I want to see the right. other ones." So instead
1: of now doing it once, you're doing it three times in a trip. Yeah. So I, I could see them keeping uh, a multitude of different properties. I really
0: there. like your idea about show times. That's, that's why I, I, I kind of think. I think they that's could probably what they'll do.
1: Go. Yeah. I, so sense. um as as the Disney well.
0: insiders who are listening, the Disney cast members who are apparently listening to this podcast, here's an idea for free for you as well. Well that's
1: my prediction. So we'll see if that comes true in the future. We'll <laughs> play this tape back. So
0: Hashtag Angela Angela the Fortune Teller.
1: <laughs> Angela
0: the fortune teller.
1: Like that. Get that printed on a t shirt.
0: All right.
1: Be our first. Some merch. Get some merch going on.
0: Yeah, get some merch. We can wear them get you if we run ball. in that race.
1: Get you a, like a Mickey Mouse crystal ball. So. Yes. All right. So kind of as you alluded to earlier in the intro, this is a, a soundtrack slash musical edition. So we're going to be ranking the best animated soundtracks. What we think, not necessarily ranking them, but what we think the best animated Disney soundtrack is. Yes. So do you want to do you want to start or I kind of looked up first um, online I think I found it on Ranker what the um, what they kind of had as the greatest soundtracks Okay. So I can go through a couple. Now these aren't all animated ones. So we kept it strictly to animated. So Yeah, we were doing live action and things. Yeah, the, we're
0: doing more like the the um the vocals, the songs with vocals rather than like the score. So Correct. Pirates of the Caribbean or uh, a Star Wars wouldn't be eligible because right. there's no right. singing or anything involved. Right. Exactly, about.
1: exactly. So Ranker.com had The Lion King is number one, Beauty and the Beast is number two, Aladdin is three, Little Mermaid is four, then Mulan, Moana, Tarzan, Hercules, Pocahontas, and the Jungle Book kind of round out the top ten. They It goes on... Um, more than that Frozen's there at 12 it, it goes on for a while I think they go to maybe 40 or 50 of them wow Um, but so those top 10 are all they're all animated ones okay um, I was going to
0: say is Enchanted on that list? because that's a musical I was just curious
1: yeah Enchanted is
0: well Enchan- Enchanted is also personally an- animated
1: Enchanted is 22 okay and then Tangled which is kind of Ooh. when you know when Enchanted they were going to do a live-action Tangled, and it ended up becoming Enchanted. But Tangled was eleven, so just outside the top ten.
0: Yeah, um, I actually forgot about that one, but that's that's that would probably be in my top then, ten for and sure. Then,
1: uh, Frozen at twelve.
0: All right, awesome. So, you, would you like me to get started?
1: Yeah, so that's that's kind of a, a background, and that was helpful for me too, just to kind of remember because Disney has so many. Yeah, <laughs> of these like musical animated features especially from the 90s that you kind of forget about some of them so it was good to kind of see the list and kind of go through so yeah go ahead you can you can start
0: okay i i was thinking that instead of starting at three and working to one i would start with one and work to three because i think that for our listeners who are listeners who are you know have been with the podcast for a while you probably know what my number one choice is so i'm just gonna get that one out of the way. But my first choice, of course, and it, it, it agrees with the, you know, the rancor uh, thing that you did, but it is The Lion King. The Lion King is by far my favorite movie uh, from Disney. And it just, it crushed everything. It crushed the box office. It, it, it's a musical. I mean, it's not really very surprising that I would pick that because you have Sir Elton John uh, helping to write the music. You also have involvement from Hans Zimmer and lyrics by Tim Rice. And then you also have uh, Lebo Lebo or Lebo M um, who did some of the music and he helped bring in the South African choir to sing some of the songs that, you know, appear throughout the the uh, soundtrack. So. All right. So I, I know you say
1: Lion King is number one and that's kind of your your favorite Mm-hmm. I will, let me argue against that. So let me give you some examples. Because I think you kind of jump into Lion King a little head first sometimes. <laughs> so Li- I will give you Lion King does have a, a very solid soundtrack. Truth. But you have to look. So Beauty and the Beast. If you look at the great. Beauty and the Beast soundtrack. It's a great movie. The song Beauty and the Beast mm-hmm. is probably one of the top songs. Everybody knows that song. Okay. True. Be Our Guest is is a huge song, okay? Mm-hmm. So you have two songs, and then plus Gaston.
0: So that's three... Gaston? Gaston. That's, is that the name of the song? That's the
1: name of the song, right. So that's, that's his, that's that's his kind one of song. That's
0: the one can- with the beer mug that... Oh, how does that even go? I can't remember right now, but I love that song.
1: Yeah, they keep they keep singing about Gaston. No one oh, fights like Gaston. Oh, he's the best like of Gaston. Gaston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah
0: that, that is a good one.
1: Exactly. So those are three killer songs on that soundtrack, okay? I- so I all right. So you have so Beauty and the Beast is a great album. The Little Mermaid, okay, and you have Kiss the Girl. That's everybody knows nah, that nah, song. No no
0: no Kiss the Girl. Right,
1: upbeat, great song. It's a great musical number in the yeah. movie, right? Oh, great. I want to be part of your world. So th- those are two great songs.
0: Mm-hmm. Everyone knows that one.
1: Exactly. Everybody. Everybody knows these songs. Whereas The Lion King, I will give you they have some good songs, but not everybody, I feel like, remembers them all as much. of as much. Aladdin, though, okay? You have some huge numbers in Aladdin. So we talked about the Aladdin musical a couple weeks ago.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But you have A Whole New World, mm-hmm. Friend Like Me, Arabian Nights, Prince Ali. These are huge numbers. Okay. Okay? So I, I just don't know. There's so many examples of great soundtracks.
0: Oh, I, besides
1: the Lion King,
0: I wholly agree that there are other good ones. However, are you finished?
1: I I was going to say one thing that's incredible. So many soundtracks were written by Alan Minken. and I mean, he did Aladdin. I think he did the little mermaid. Yeah, he did. He did little mermaid Aladdin. Um, he's doing the, the music for the little mermaid live action, um, He's pretty uh, a prolific kind of Disney big time. songwriter.
0: Disney gets these heavy hitters and then they can't continue to use them. I actually have one too. So you make the argument that you know Beauty and the Beast, and I, I agree with you, Beauty and the Beast has an amazing soundtrack, has three really iconic songs. Uh, you named, I think, another three from, from Little Mermaid, and you named four from Aladdin. And I think that arguably, I'm not as well versed in Aladdin, so I can't, that one, didn't doesn't at least it's not my top one because I'm not as well versed in that movie as I am with The Lion King but I would I would disagree with your argument that Lion King doesn't have the iconic songs because we have first of all the circle of life Oh
1: they do have they do have some iconic songs I'll give you that.
0: They have the circle of life. I mean you can't argue against the circle of life so everyone knows this beginning to a song. Hey, Joe, what are the words of that song, by the way? How do you know them so well?
1: I just, I sing it a lot. Our, it soothes our cat. Cass loves that when I sing that to him. This he's very, true story. He's very frantic if you hold him, and he doesn't really like to be, you know, confined like that to hugs. But if you sing the circle of life, It's like he's a little baby Simba and he loves it.
0: (laughs) Joe has to sing this to him whenever we're cutting his nails. So Joe holds them and I cut his nails and he loves it. But, um, okay. (laughs) So you said some really strange amount of like syllables that you just make up.
1: I've no, yeah, I just make up words. Okay. So
0: I'm going to try really hard to pronounce these correctly. Um, but it's, it's non, it's non-siconyema baba and then I, there's some other words. But then the thing that keeps getting repeated over and over again in the background, getting chanted by the the choir, is... And then keeps going.
1: Okay, so, so how does this make this song good?
0: Okay, so... Just
1: because there's words nobody can pronounce.
0: But here's the thing, though. It is taking place. It, it really helps with the setting of the movie. And this is one of the things that I, I really enjoy. You feel talking submerged. Talking
1: animals, okay. Well, right. no, I'm, really, you I'm getting feel, a setting of, a, of talking animals. No, you live. feel
0: submerged in the setting. You are in South Africa. You're in Africa. You And the, from the music, you can tell you have that African choir, which was assembled. Actually, Disney hired Lebo M, whose voice is the one that you hear at the very beginning of the Circle of Life. He's the one that goes, Nons. Nah! So, like that's him. Um, and they hired him to gather an African choir to do this. And so it is very legitimate. You feel submerged, like you're submerged in that. that
1: I I don't think anybody ever said that it's not legitimate.
0: But I think that that really helps. You know, in Arabian Nights, or, or or even like Aladdin, I don't feel like there is like a Middle Eastern sort of influence. But I feel like they Disney this time really went for it. Hans Zimmer helped to bring in Lebo M, and it really sells that that setting. It gives you a sense of place with the music. Who and is Lebo M? He's he's a composer. What else has he done? He helped to collaborate on Lion King the musical. He also did the the kind of one of the most popular songs. On there is He Lives in You. You know that one. Yes, love I that love one. that song. But well, so,
1: that's on the soundtrack, so it doesn't count.
0: <laughs> it doesn't, but it's in The Lion King too, Simba's Pride. But uh, yeah, he's a South African producer and composer.
1: That's that all well and good, but Tarzan had Phil Collins.
0: Hey, listen, I'm not hating okay. on Phil Collins. Okay. I'm getting to him.
1: Academy award-winning song, You'll Be in My Heart came from I'm Tarzan, not arguing Mr. From, Tarzan. Plus, plus in sync was on a song.
0: I mean, yes. So I
1: you know I'm you not arguing. Have, you can have your Hans Zimmer and whoever, but, but I'm Bill sorry Collins Are you
0: missing the part the where Elton Tarzan. John, Sir Elton John, one of the okay. most iconic performers of our lifetime? He I do about in,
1: our lifetime, maybe our parents' lifetime.
0: No, no, no. I no. He's he is a staple. Okay. The, he is so big that they even pulled him for for oh my gosh, that movie that I love with with Eggsy. What the is Kingsman. The Kingsman movies. Yeah. yeah, he's even in the second one. I mean come on. Everyone knows and loves Elton John.
1: Alright. So if you want prolific performers, and I and I'm surprised you're kind of shortchanging this movie, but Moana with the songs by Lin Manuel Miranda,
0: yeah, Moana's number two for me, and Tarzan was my number three. So you're picking movies that I also very much appreciate, and I think because that
1: has The Rock singing in it.
0: It it does, it does, and it, it's it's very good. And of course, you have Lin Manuel Miranda as being part of it. Um, Disney hired him because the success because
1: of Hamilton.
0: Well, no, there was a success with Frozen, with and it kind of had the musical type. Right. I would
1: say Frozen's another great soundtrack yeah
0: okay it's pretty let
1: good. it go yeah do you want to build a snowman do you want to build a snowman yeah. i mean it's it's it's, it's, it's great it's
0: okay it's good but um I, I don't think you could put frozen up there with moana or oh i think King.
1: i think you can this is my one problem with moana is that the songs are so short they're not like if you listen to the soundtrack they're not really full songs um, like they basically not all of them but yeah they wrote saying. The songs that they have are good. And, I mean, obviously, Lin-Manuel should have won the Oscar for Best Original Song. Yeah, the, he lost to La Land. Get that EGOT.
0: Yeah, he lost to La Land. But, but the songs... Uh, and, yeah, City of Stars.
1: But, exactly. But the songs are just so short that it's like, for a soundtrack, it's not a great soundtrack. Because they're not full-length songs. I, f- I needed more with that.
0: Well... I think that I, I disagree with you on that. I will say that there's not as much as many songs. Like if you have the, if you look at the Lion King, the, they have circle of life. I can't wait to, I just can't wait to be King. Be prepared. Hakuna Matata. Can you feel the love tonight? So there's five really, really, really popular iconic songs. I mean, I would say that be prepared probably the least uh, popular of those songs, but I think it's probably, Jeremy
1: Irons would disagree.
0: <laughs> Jeremy Irons is incredible, he, but
1: and I'm not disagreeing with him, but yeah. So I mean, with Moana, "You're Welcome" is probably the the song that's actually kind of a full length song on there. I mean, uh, uh, "Shiny" I would "Shiny" is as well. But some um, did the, you know
0: that "Shiny" was written by Lin Manuel after David Bowie died? He actually just listened to a bunch of Bowie songs and then sort of. Took his style and tried to kind of work it in to write that China. kind
1: of makes sense because the kind of whole scene of it
0: it's know, very kind of has that David yeah Day, it's kind of good Starman uh-huh. type thing oh that, yeah oh, that's
1: interesting isn't it though? um but yeah so that's kind of a, a full length song but then some of the other ones are kind of short like how far I'll go we know the way I mean how far
0: ago is pretty I mean they're a good full-length songs song.
1: they're good songs but yeah it's just a little. They're just not as There are long. some of them that I do wish were longer. Be, they could be filled out.
0: Like, um, I can't even say it. I don't know how to say it. But it's the one that's like... And it's in oh, okay. a different language. It's in one of the Polynesian sort of languages. Right. Um, And that, that's one of the things that I listed for the reason I love this movie. Again, there's authenticity. You have three different um, Pacific... Islander sort of songs that and, and languages being used in there. And it, it, it definitely adds a sense of place to the music.
1: Right. My one problem with Moana is The Rock because huh? he's not as strong a singer. Huh? So The Rock...
0: The Rock can do no wrong, Joe. Do you <laughs> not know this?
1: So he's not as strong a singer as some of his other ones. So like Frozen, for instance, there, uh, Idina I, I, Menzel is a Broadway singer. So they're very strong singers on the soundtrack. So for, so to me a great soundtrack is great memorable songs and songs sung by great performers. Yes, so so when you but... have when you have the rock kind of you know talk singing that knocks that down for me. Whereas Frozen when you have great singers on there um, Jonathan Groff he's an, you know he's another great singer from Broadway. That kind of really elevates it. So there's memorable songs there: "Let It Go," "Love Is An Open Door," and you have great people singing it. That makes that a great soundtrack to me.
0: I I understand what you're saying there, and I think that you are um, justified in that opinion. However. Uh, the Rock comes at this song with a certain arrogance in his voice and I think that that arrogance is right for the character and I think he does a bang up job on the song. I mean it's 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 not particularly a hard song to sing but it it's very poppy and is catchy. So I think it's more memorable overall than a lot of the songs that you're naming with these great singers from Frozen. I I can sing how far I go from from that. And do you want to build a snowman? Just that part. Uh, so I would argue that it's a more memorable song, and it it adds to um, it adds to the overall story better than some of those songs from Frozen.
1: You're welcome, does You think adds better to the story?
0: It's it's a complete encapsulation of. Maui as a character because it it's it's all about how he is so into himself and it's all about it sets up his character so that you could see his character growth throughout the film. So the song itself is is a is a key factor. It's it's a keystone in the whole sound soundtrack and in the movie for his character. So I can see it, but I it's I vital. would
1: disagree with you though that the Frozen songs don't aren't integral to the plot. I think they move it forward and I mean, my kind of discuss. My argument is also
0: hinged on the fact that I don't really love the movie frozen as much. I think you need to give it a second
1: chance. I think you need to give it a second chance.
0: It's very rare in during a Disney movie that I sit back and say, that shouldn't have happened like that. And I know that there was a moment toward the end of frozen and I can't remember what it was. It was like right when, Uh, Anna turned into ice or something. And I was just like, this shouldn't have happened this way. Why can't she just undo it or something? And so I, that kind of really knocked me out of that movie a lot. Moana has a a short falling like that too. And the rock just like points it out. And it's really funny. Well, I guess I
1: mean, and and it's interesting. I mean, we're kind of going back and forth. These are two of the more recent animated Disney movies. And like you said, frozen did so well because they had Broadway composers Work on that. So they hired Lin Manuel from Moana, and you know it 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 shows that they're kind of following this pattern of you know getting great songwriters and, yeah. and composers and everything. And so you know it makes sense where you're kind of you're going back and forth on these because they're they're both such memorable songs. If you ride Frozen Ever After, the songs are what make that ride uh, in Disney World. You know all these songs here really are what bring you. Into the ride and remind you of the movie, which is just another reason why it's such a great soundtrack.
0: Yeah, so um, just going on back to Moana, uh, part his this, those songs were produced, like you said, with by Lin Manuel Miranda, Mark Mancina, and then there was like there's a guy whose name I will it's a Poya Foye. I I know I said that really really wrong, but it, he is. Um, actually like from those Pacific specific islands. And he helped to uh, create some of the original so- sounds. So I wanted to point it out. And then also today when we were in Lowe's, we heard one of the songs from Moana. It's that iconic that they play it in Lowe's. We exactly. Heard, that's we heard what I'm saying. How Far I Go. That's what I'm saying. But it's the, uh, the just... Alessia Cara version of How Far that's I, what I what Go. That's what I'm
1: saying. So Moana is just that popular. And that's why it's that great of a soundtrack that I don't think we should just be handing it to lion king
0: i don't think i handed it by any means
1: all right so it is going through this it's
0: up there it's close
1: going through this like i said when i was looking at soundtracks you know you have to have memorable songs and you know great singers um and, and kind of iconic songs i went through kind of the the top movies so what we've talked about already Frozen, Moana, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Little Mermaid, Tarzan, Lion King, and kind of went through the soundtracks and said, Hey, how many truly iconic songs are on each of them? Okay. Okay. And I was think you know, to me, I was thinking probably something like Aladdin. You know, I, I know a lot from Aladdin, so I was thinking that's that's gotta be up there. Frozen in one of the more recent ones. So we've kind of talked about this you know, Little Mermaid has has two songs, Aladdin four, but you're right though. Then you come to Lion King, there's probably five iconic songs that really everybody knows: Circle of Life, Be Prepared, um, Can You Feel the Love Tonight is probably the biggest one. Like you said, Elton John that that may be one of the songs he's most famous for.
0: Yeah, um, our first dance song. Yes,
1: it is. Um, but yeah, it's, it's probably one he's most famous for, especially people of a, a younger generation know him, uh, Akuta Matata. And I just can't wait to be King. So not only are they iconic songs, they're, they're great numbers in the movie. As you, as you said, they kind of do move the movie along as well.
0: So you were just being the devil's advocate whenever you were talking trash on the Lion
1: King. Yeah. I didn't want to go, <laughs> I didn't want to go with the Lion King, but just kind of looking at the numbers and if you really think about it, The Lion King really is the top soundtrack out there.
0: And I think... And it spurred the most popular musical that there is. Well,
1: that, that's what's interesting, kind of... And this is, you know, information for a, a whole other episode, but just the impact The Lion King had on Disney overall. It came at a time when animation was struggling. It was, you know, a billion-dollar box office success this soundtrack is the number one selling animated soundtrack of all time. It went like 10 times platinum certified, it sold like 7 million copies, something like that. Yeah, And it um, hit like
0: billboards in so many countries like their like country billboards. And like, right. I, I, I looked at the Wikipedia page, it was impressive.
1: Right. So it, it completely changed, you know, kind of Disney's trajectory. And like I said, that's, the Lion King, just in general, is, that's for a, a whole other episode. But the soundtrack is incredible. I was shocked. I looked it up. So it won the Academy Award for Best Original Score, and Can You Feel the Love Tonight won for Best Original Song. But it actually had three songs nominated. So <laughs> I, I don't see Elton John and Tim Rice were going to win no matter what <laughs> because Can You Feel the Love Tonight was nominated, Circle of Life, and Hakuna Matata were all nominated. What for overachievers. Yeah, I. I'm surprised that they actually let three be nominated. I guess it was just that good. Yeah, I guess they weren't worried that it would split votes, but it won Best Original Score. It also won the Golden Globe for Best Original Song and Best Original Score. It won the Grammys uh, Award for Best Music Album for Children and Best Instrumental Arrangement. So it's a pretty prolific album overall and and I think it makes sense it really does if you look at it it stands out I mean Tarzan we talked about is great you'll be in my heart is a great song the rest of the songs I don't know that people really remember as much from I
0: mean I I would argue I mean yes the Lion King is by like far and above my favorite and I think the best but I picked Tarzan as my third choice. It is a very strong soundtrack and it has a lot of really good songs, like two worlds. So it's like the one that goes Two worlds, one family. And then you'll be in my heart, son of man, which I don't remember that well. Trash in the camp is the one that you mentioned with, uh, with NSYNC. It has NSYNC and Phil Collins and Rosie O'Donnell also is in there. Uh, strangers like me. I, I mean, there's a lot of really great songs in there. And, We have, I mean, Phil Collins is pretty iconic. Uh, You know, he's from originally Genesis, right? Is that the band that he was originally in? Okay. Well, I might have made that up, but I'm pretty sure he's from that. And then he just has this very attractive voice. I, I don't know what it is about Phil Collins, but he is the kind of, you know, he came before our time, but... I he's one of the few singers that I want to go back and li- listen to his old stuff because he always kind of sounds like he's singing in a tunnel or a shower or something. Like he always sounds like he's super far away, but he's somebody that you're sort of eavesdrop dropping on and you enjoy listening to him.
1: So you think he sounds like he's in an echo chamber or a shower, but that's a benefit. <laughs>
0: for some reason, it works for him. I don't know what it is. Okay. I don't know. He doesn't he kind of sound seems, like he's far off It seems off a like a, a
1: strange... Um, it's like his It's like style. a backhanded compliment there. No, he's like such you're a good in the voice. Shower, but that's why I love it. If he was singing normally, he no, wouldn't be that great. It's
0: uh, It's... I don't know. It's however he gets recorded. It's not his voice. It's just I don't know. It's just a really. This is
1: interesting that that's your benefit of it. So
0: I don't I don't know. But it it is kind of interesting because you think about his voice in, in that effect, and then you think about Tarzan as a movie. Tarzan is so far off from all the other humans. So it's almost like they pick this this um, iconic music legend person, and then they use his far off voice to you know, kind of echo the fact that Tarzan is so far removed from all the rest of humans. Okay, all right. See like English majors coming out right now. I can BS anything.
1: Okay. <laughs> all right. So kind of wrapping this up. Um, yeah. I mean, the, Disney, like I said, an abundance of great soundtracks, but I think ultimately we agree. The lion King is just kind of a cut above the rest, you know, commercially, critically, all the iconic songs, um, you know, and everything, and just just the impact it has had overall. So I think yeah. the Lion King we have is number one. I think a lot of people will probably disagree with that. Um, I think a lot of people, you know, there's like I, I said, mean,
0: remember the Lion King was like the favorite movie in 72 states. There's so which many, is pretty great, right?
1: 72. I'm not sure that that's quite possible. Uh, I think but my we'll, give it about right? we'll give it to you. Maybe off one or two, but I think you might might be close. So, but yeah, I mean, there's just so many other great soundtracks. I'm sure you know there's people out there that that love Aladdin the best, or Beauty and the Beast, or some of the new ones like Frozen. Um, so we definitely you know want to hear what your favorite soundtrack is and why. You know, is it because of you know do you love one song off of it? Do you love the singers on it? As kind of you said, you know do you, do you like the soundtrack because how the songs propel the movie forward because you do have a lot of movies where soundtracks are there but yeah they kind of
0: happen outside the movie much it's almost like they were written to try to be hits for the like the charts as opposed to moving the movie forward right but i think because disney has such a tight format they're only usually 90 minutes or so uh the animated films at least they have to contribute like they have to have a lot packed
1: i was gonna say i don't think any of these soundtracks um fall into that trap where they have have songs just to yeah they don't have room for a lot of fluff right they usually play disney will usually play those type of songs in the credits or something like that where you get a a big star singer trying to you know just do a hit but yeah, so you know whatever the reason is, we definitely you know would love to hear what you know what soundtrack you like and yeah. why. And you
0: might even have some sleeper picks. I mean, I think that it's definitely another show that we can do our favorite songs, yeah, not just like the soundtracks, but, but um, you might we have a sleeper.
1: Really, I was say we really didn't even go back that far. I mean, there's Snow White. I mean, there's a lot of movies farther back too. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but you could have a sleeper pick like. You know, The Lion King 2, It's it's it was a straight to DVD movie, uh, but or straight to cassette video, tape. Yeah, it was it was not even DVDs weren't even out when it came out. But like fun fact, Joss Whedon was one of the songwriters on this film. Do you know that? Yeah, he
1: worked on a lot of Disney movies.
0: Yeah, I, I I was blown away whenever I just fell down that Wikipedia hole and I found that out. Um, so Joss Whedon, of course, is the creator of a lot of really. Uh, I keep using the word iconic, but very popular American shows like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and he did Firefly, which has a huge cult following, and he's done some of the Marvel movies. Uh, we probably talked about him before, uh, and his his list, uh, his credits are are very long. He, I'm sure, his IMDb page is quite extensive, but yeah, I, I, you might have some sleeper picks. Right. So let us know.
1: You know, let us know on Facebook. We're at Enchanted Ears Podcast. Uh, Instagram. Instagram at Enchanted Ears Podcast. Send us a message. You can go to com. Send us a message. Let us know. We'll be posting this podcast on Facebook. You can you know make a comment there. But we'd love to hear kind of what everybody's feedback is.
0: Yeah, and thanks to super listener Brian, Brian R for suggesting this topic.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So um, I, I think we had another great episode this week. I didn't say it at the beginning that we have one, but I. So we think, have
0: to, you know, shoehorn it here in the end. Well
1: no, I, th- you know, I, I waited to actually hear the episode That's first. That's a little
0: self-congratulatory, don't you think? I
1: think it turned out pretty well. Uh, I think I did a good job, at least.
0: Of course you do. I, <laughs> I
1: think you did. I think you did well too. So yeah,
0: you know, mediocre.
1: I think we didn't we didn't sing too much.
0: Yeah, we didn't break Uh, anybody's eardrums. That's
1: that's good. That's less
0: singing in this episode, surprisingly, than past couple episodes. You
1: did. We did find out though that you can see the future, which is pretty incredible. It is pretty incredible. uh, Hopefully, you can you know foresee the lottery numbers, and then Uh, maybe you know maybe next episode will be Mega Millions winners. Yeah. That will be pretty to, awesome.
0: Then we can do this more often. We can just
1: go to Disney all the time. Oh, my just be goodness. Live for every single Disney.
0: event that Disney has.
1: Because <laughs> there, there are so many There's of them.
0: so many.
1: So. So, so many. So, we'll see.
0: But. So,
1: hopefully. So, hopefully the maybe next, next episode. Next week, yeah. We'll maybe be, the next episode we'll be will
0: be live from the Food and Wine Festival. And uh, the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. Right. Because but,
1: we just we won the lottery.
0: Yeah, that's that's my hope. I um, think
1: I think so cuz I think if you can't do that then your fortune teller gig is a is a sham.
0: Yeah, I think that we should wrap it up so that I can go to bed right now and maybe I'll dream up those numbers.
1: Okay. Sounds good. Well, I just want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, If you enjoy the show, make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Share it with all of your friends, even your enemies.
1: Leave us a rating or review. Everything helps. Uh, And until next
0: week, thanks and And have have a magical magical day. day.